the pandemic, um, you decided to take a step out and, and take mm-hmm. that leap of faith. It was a huge leap of faith. It was one it was that you huge. told with. Yeah, <laughs> it was one that you told with. But um, you took this huge leap of faith to literally launch your own independent brick and mortar salon, um, Naturally Sweet Hair Boutique. While you've operated under that brand for quite some time, you actually launched it as its own independent brick and mortar. Let me say that uh-huh. because you've been your own independent entity um, for quite some time um, as a suite owner. But uh-huh. now you are a full on <laughs> salon owner yes. in yes. literally four years out of beauty school, right? Uh-huh. 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 Okay, so let's discuss one the faith that it even took to launch four years after beauty school um the faith it required to launch as a part-time hairstylist i just have to right i'm just saying um (laughs) the faith it took to launch in a pandemic when the industry was actually shut down for a while i'm just saying i don't know if you have really <laughs> counted the cause but i'm just i'm just gonna toot your horn for you because i know you uh full of humility so you ain't gonna do it but i mean really have you counted the cause have you really considered all of those things that i just mentioned um yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes i do Sometimes I do. Most of the time I'm just working. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just working. It um, you know, I had been toiling with the idea. And actually I said I was never gonna go on my own. Mm-hmm. I'd actually said, you know what? Sweet life is for me. Pay this little bit once a month, pocket everything else, pay my taxes, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had the realization that as a suite owner, you are not always considered mm-hmm. by the people who own the building. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a mostly Caucasian salon and um, things like dryer space what was not considered because they really don't use dryers. They usually use right. dryers just to process color. Mm-hmm. I'm using dryers to dry people. Right. And I had I had already bought my own big huge dryer to go in there, and so then it turned into like uh, it was me and one other person in the salon to ten of us in the salon, which was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so me and the other girl that were in there that I was friends with, we had kind of talked about you know stepping out and. She at first she was like, uh-uh, I'm finna go. And I was like, no, nah, just calm down. We're gonna work this out, you know. Um, and so then all these other people came and I was like, oh no, let me tell you now. And so, you know, I was kind of like, we were toiling with it, and then um the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And so during the pandemic, I still was calling about buildings and that kind of stuff. And it was like, nothing was panning out. Nothing was couldn't buy nowhere. You know, this person place would tell us, you know, oh, no, we're not doing it anymore. And then here come a salon open up there. Mm-hmm. And so I was very, very, very discouraged in how our commercial property in Texarkana worked. 
um, it was almost like we uh, black stylists were redlined to one particular area, mm-hmm. uh, and I I didn't think I was too good for the area because we lived we had just recently moved from that area, but I didn't want to be in a place that had fifteen other black salons right there. But mm-hmm. the rent was che- way, way 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 cheaper than anywhere else in mm-hmm. town. I don't the other side of the interstate where we just happened to move uh in 2019 you know that's where the prime real estate is but you're talking about bukus of money Mm -hmm. um to get in there and so we had kind of just like put it on hold so then we came back from the pandemic and what i had done was i had in our group messages to the whole salon i said you know everybody let's be on the same page when it comes to what we're requiring for clients Mm -hmm. you know mask Waiting in your car, no waiting in the waiting room, all of these things. That lasted all of no time. It, it, didn't, it didn't work. And so I was forced to make a decision because um, my clients were taking the pandemic very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And other clients of the Caucasian style were not. And so I was making all of my clients wear masks. Nobody came in the waiting room. I, and everybody was just walking around all willy-nilly. They didn't have no mask on, none of these things. And it, I, I was toiling with it and toiling with it and toiling with it. And the straw that broke the camel's back was I had a client that was deep conditioning under the dryer. She had already not been coming because of the virus and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I assured her, everybody's wearing masks, da, da, da. So she, when she came to the door, she was like, I don't know about this. I said, no, come on. I got you. I got you. First room we walked past, they didn't have masks on. I said, you know what? They in their room. It's okay. You got to calm her down. You're going to be in my room with me. We going to be okay. <laughs> so we're at the shampoo bowl. Everything's going fine. I put her under the dryer. I'm sitting in my chair, the salon chair. I'm looking at her. Somebody walked through, came to the shampoo bowl. Stylist and client, no mask on. Mm. She got up, she walked in the room and she said, baby, I cannot do this. She handed me my money and she walked out the door. Wow. I called the salon owner and I said, listen, I just had a client that has been with me for three years to get up and walk out the door because they won't wear a mask. And she told me there was nothing she could do about it. I said, well, um, can you enforce the rules that TDLR, the person that gives us our license, that's, can that's you right. just, um, you know, enforce what enforce they the say? And she, she said, uh, no, because, you know, I'm just like a landlord, so I can't make mm. them wear a mask. Because her her thing was, well, just turn me in, just turn me in. I said, I shouldn't have to turn anybody in. You own the place. You're the, you're you the make own. the rules. Yeah. That's right. And so I... um made up in my mind that day that I was going to go. Um, my husband told me, he said, hey, you got to calm down because you ain't got nowhere to go yet. <laughs> and you got a, a, and you know, and at that time, because when we came back from the pandemic, you know, while other scholars were talking about they was light, I was booked Book. and heavy, yeah. busy and booked. And mm-hmm. so he was like, you got all of these clients. The last thing you need to do is to be put out and then ain't got nowhere to do your climb. So you got to calm down and get yourself together and find somewhere to go. Mm. And so then I started, you know, trying to find these places to go. And then the girl and I, 
um, that we had been talking. We found a place and we was like, we, but we were gonna have to do all of this work. And it was like, the rent was pretty low. And we was gonna have to, but we just gonna have to do all this work. And they were supposed to get some air conditioner work done. And it was taking like forever. And so I called my stylist, I mean, I called my realtor and she said, let me tell you something. She said, usually when rent is that low, it's that low for a reason. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm not telling you what to do. She said, but it's that low for a reason. So then I found another building, loved the building, loved it, absolutely loved it. But it was going to take some work to get done. And I was going to have to have somebody else in there with me. And, you know, you and I, we talked about it. And you was like, and I think you all do it. And Derek was in my ear, come on, you got to do it. You got to do it. So I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And then when I contacted the realtor, he said, okay, send me your driver's license, all this kind of stuff. Then I didn't hear nothing back. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay. So then I finally texted him. He was like, oh, I'm just waiting on the owner to get back with me. So I drove by the building. Somebody was in the building. And didn't even know. Wow. (laughs) Somebody was in the building. So I was like, okay, guys. So apparently that wasn't for me. And so then started the driving through town, trying to find places and all this stuff. And so somebody told me about um, the shopping center that I'm in now. And I said, well, I called them and they said they didn't have any. They weren't going to put any more salons over here. Because there's about six or seven salons Mm -hmm. in this little shopping center. And she was like, oh, but such and such his wife got cancer and she having to shut hers down. And so I called and he was like, oh, that's an old post. Um, and I said, well, it, you know, it's just me because me and my friend had she decided that it wasn't what she wanted to do at the moment. She wasn't quite sure hair is where she was going to stick with, where she was going to be. And so I just decided I was going to move forward for myself because I could not stay where I was. That's right. And um the looking into other places, sweet type places, you still run into the same issue. It's not my building. I can't make the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I called this place and I was telling him, I said, well, it's just me and I work in the evenings. And he said, well, let me call the owner and see. So he called the owner and he said, okay, well, the owner said that he put another salon in there. When do you want to come look? And so we came and looked and it was this building that had an office and two other rooms it was already set up for a salon the plumbing was good and all of these things and again my husband was like when it's time it will be time Mm -hmm. it will work and I came in here and I had taken advantage of like the PPP loans and the, the idle loans and all these things so I had the money to do everything um, and so I came in here, I got the keys on September 15th and I moved in, sent my, the owner of the other salon the day before I moved out on October 17th. Hey, tomorrow's going to be my last day. Cause we were on a week to week thing. Tomorrow's going to be my last day. Um, after I get through with my one client, I'm packing up and I'm gone. Uh, and she said, well, we hate to see you go. Uh, wish you the best of luck. And so I stepped out and I haven't looked back. I've enjoyed every single solitary moment of it. And people come in, they're like, oh my God, this is a big building for you to be in by yourself. And I'm like, but it's okay. Cause I make the rules here. Cause it's, that's right. <laughs> and I was, I was very afraid. And my husband, you know, was talking about, I'm running these numbers and I'm like, how am I gonna do this? And how am I gonna do that? And how am I gonna do this? And, you know, I used to have this particular number and he's like, Lord, if I can just make this right here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be all right. And 
from October to December, I like tripled what I was making in the suite. Same amount of clients, same mm-hmm. time frame that I'm working. Um, and it's just, God is just so faithful. And Girl, you know, I went up on my prices. <laughs> I went up on my prices. You know, I was going back and forth on should I? And my husband was like, well, you opened a new building. So people yeah. are going to expect, you know, price changes and those kinds of things. And it's like nobody blinked an eye. Everybody was like, you know what, this what we 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 love it and we're here. And mm-hmm. then I, I have clients that travel from two and three hours away. And it's just it's it's amazing sometimes. Yeah. It's amazing sometimes. And even in those times where I'm like, you know, I kind of get down on myself. It's like, girl, what is wrong with you? You ain't got no appointments until the end of February. Uh, what is yeah. you complaining for? Because yeah. You are doing what you want to do. You don't need the notoriety. You don't need the spotlight. All you want to do is work and do your clients. And that's what I and that's what I do. And God continues to amaze me. And I mean, I even got to in November, I started paying myself a salary. I said, look at you (laughs) giving yourself some money. (laughs) (laughs) And so God has been, He has been so faithful uh and you know it was very scary and I didn't even tell anybody I think you knew my best friend knew and my husband and children oh and my co-workers because I kept having to leave work to take care of the stuff in the bed I didn't even tell my mama I remember that (laughs) like the week that I was moving into the salon because I didn't want anybody to talk me out of it because what people tend to do is in there trying to help you they will try to talk you out. Are you sure that's what you yeah. want to do? You know, we in a pandemic and da da da. Yeah, and, they project. And oh yeah, mm-hmm. they project their own fears. Their own fears. Um, yeah. And so I I needed to do this, and I needed not to have a lot of noise from a lot of other people. Yeah. And even like when I would get the the bill from from the contractors, and I showed my husband, he was like, "Girl, you got it. Quit worrying about it." And, I remember you, know, you would text me, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the only thing that took us off took me by off guard was the plumbing. And yeah. it was wasn't the plumbing working here. It was something that was broken. They had to go With put the up a main line. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the city stuff. And so that ended up costing me more than I planned on it. But I had it. And I don't owe anybody anything. That's right. For for this building. And and it's only God that can do that. Yeah. Um, because there are people that go into debt trying to um open businesses and all of these things and i don't oh i pay cash money for if, if i couldn't pay for it with cash you know you and i was talking about the yeah. dryers and, and <laughs> it was like if i can't pay for it with cash i ain't doing it. yeah because i just you know i didn't want that kind of burden on me and god has been faithful and i hadn't hadn't missed a beat yeah and that's the the beauty of it how in spite of the opposition that you would face, the just even just the I mean, it was just like a roller coaster. They took you around the corner up the street, back up the block. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. just a run around. But he remained faithful. Yeah. Even and, and I think this is the lesson that a lot of us should learn is that the in face of opposition, it, it isn't the absence of God. And I yeah. think oftentimes we feel like, oh, 
as soon as we come up against something, we're doing something wrong, or maybe I shouldn't be doing this, right. or you know, maybe I should be re- maybe I should reconsider, or maybe it's not the right time, or whatever the case may be. But it could clearly be the enemy just trying to stop you from being you and know, doing I, what you've been called to do. I was looking at my Facebook memories the other day, and I said years ago, it's probably seven, eight years ago, if God's love for me, if something like you know, if what I was going through was an indication of God's love for me, I would be a very sad person. But because yeah. I know better and I know that he loves me and I know that he gave his son for me and I know that he will never leave me, regardless of what I go through, mm-hmm. I know that he has me. And I probably would have never left that salon mm-hmm. had the pandemic not happened. Mm-hmm. I probably and- wouldn't. Had he not made you so severely uncomfortable? Listen. I think he knows his children, right? Because Listen. I think we talked about that. I, I, For me, God puts me in the most uncomfortable positions. And he's like, hello, I, I'm talking yeah. to you. I'm trying to get you to move. What is it going to take? Okay, let me yeah. turn the heat up. And it's like, yeah. had he not turned it up? Because you were so uncomfortable. Listen, I were. was I was mad. I was I'm, yeah. I'm, I was not mad. even uncomfortable. You was mad. <laughs> I was, and it was like I can't love what I do every day and go to work angry. Angry, and yeah. I was going to the salon angry because you don't have enough respect for me and my mm-hmm. clients to put a mask on, and so he had to do there. There, I wouldn't have left. I wouldn't have. Yeah, and I also, know. The enemy will try to uh, distract us. So Mm -hmm. if he could have gotten you to be so focused on the the mistreatment, the irresponsibility, um, Mm -hmm. all of those things um, to the point where you were so angry and solely focusing on that that thing, you could have missed everything else. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and so what I know, also I, like. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say I have the potential to show out, to show my soul <laughs> behind. That's how I know the Holy Ghost is. A, he's real and he's he a keeper. Yeah, because the old Angela would have told you where you could put it. Yeah, and walk up out of there, regardless <laughs> of these clients. But he has brought me a mighty long way. And I love he, it. He, I love he's it. done the work in me, and I go. And to he therapy. is still doing it. Yeah. He allowed me to find a real good therapist that helped me work my way through those things. <laughs> and so, you know, I was able to pull it together yeah. because I'm a professional and, yeah. and get the thing done. And, and you yeah. know, it's like, don't underestimate me, babe, because when I told you I was leaving, I promise you I was leaving. Oh, yeah. Just give me a moment. But it's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah yeah. 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 And sometimes God got to light that fire up under us. It ain't comfortable. Mm-hmm. It ain't necessarily mm-hmm. what we desire. You know, it would have been just like you said, your mind was solely set on that sweet owner. Being that sweet mm-hmm. owner, you were good. I didn't want the stress of, yes. uh, of owning a salon because then, yes. you know, when, when I went in the suite, the lights were paid. I ain't had to worry about yeah. nothing. They had yeah. a cleaning lady. Yeah. They had all the, all I had to do was sweep my little room mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. buy my products. But, you know, stepping out was, and you got rent. Then you got liability insurance. Then you got mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. internet. You got the lights. You got the uh, electric. I mean, and you, they're going to logic. Took on, you know, 
<laughs> you take on a lot of bills when you yeah. step out like that. But God has been so faithful that I have not missed a beat. But I believe I that he honors one step. I believe he honors our obedience. There is yeah. something about being obedient, especially when it is something that we just do not desire. I think we yield greater results when we're like, God, but I don't want to do this. You know, and I think I say this, I think I say this on every podcast. Well, I, this is just my third one, but I think I brought this up. Look, like I've been doing this. I think I brought this up on previous ones and probably in other um, scenarios like this when I'm speaking or whatever. But you know that it always brings me back to the night before Jesus was crucified and how he went up on the mountain. He had that conversation with God and he's like, if it be your will, like take this mm -hmm. cup from me, you know, mm -hmm. but he also in the same breath was like, but, um, you know, paraphrasing, but if it isn't your will, then right. you know, I'll do what I need to do. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. I think God honors that, that obedience because in that obedience comes a stretching, but in that stretching comes blessings. Right. Like, it yields so much more fruit, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So it's just amazing how in face of all of the opposition, you were like, okay. Well, and okay, you know, the that, crazy that thing- That plumbing bill hit, you like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the crazy thing about it was like, not only were we, you know, doing this with the salon, but I have two seniors. And so it's like senior pictures and mm -hmm. cap and gown, and then my daughter's on homecoming court and she needed a big wedding dress and she's a drum major. And it was like all of these things were still happening and never missed a beat. Never, you know, whatever dress you want, you get, you know, never, never missed anything. And, you know, I 10 years ago, I couldn't have imagined yeah. being where I am now. Heck, five years ago, yeah. Yeah. I could not imagine our lives being what it is what right it is. now um, but what is it but god is faithful that's right what is the scripture where he says um he giveth the blessing but he had no sorrow um, right and it's like you are living you're a living testimony of how he has continued to provide oh, yeah. not only has he provided what you needed he then gave you what you wanted right 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 let's talk about this tripling of the income <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> girl look that blessed my whole life right there so in a pandemic where business has been typically slow for a lot of stylists um yeah. people are having a hard time salons are closing left and right not only have you launched a salon you have tripled in income um one let's just say god is like daughter <laughs> Why you wear it? I right. own the cattle on a thousand hills. You know, I own yeah. it. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. What you worried about? So he's definitely proved that. But um without you actually having to do any more than what you were already doing. Outside of still walk, working part-time, tripled mm -hmm. your income. Still working at the school, tripled your income. Still taking care of your kids, tripled your income. Girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I tell and, my kids all the time. I said, "You don't know who my daddy is." They tell me, "You know, my father, I know that's man, real. my father owns no, the cattle on a thousand years. I'm, a thousand you know who that's my daddy is." This yeah. is what I'm saying. 
Yeah. And so he has literally proven himself. That has been he the has blown beauty, my mind. You know, he really has. I, I had this conversation with a customer the other day um, or one of my friends, and we were talking about how in this pandemic, it's literally like these parallel universes is because we've stood still because, um, you know, time is almost frozen because you know with the shutdowns and you're not able to move like you're used to and all this other kind of stuff but at the same time you've grown and you've propelled and excelled in other areas of your life so it's like you're moving and you're still at the same time which is really really strange but the beauty of it all is that God has been so faithful to his children those who thought that they weren't going to make it through I'm talking about people who had no savings account, people who, I mean, we couldn't have predicted this, right? Um, Even with businesses, you know, speaking for myself, you know, we have the insurance and everything else, which has virus protection only to file a claim. And they're like, yeah, but if it doesn't physically harm your building, we can do anything. (laughs) Yo, what is that even about? Like, you know, a virus ain't going to really hurt a building, right? So there was really no, no foresight into this, but God mm-hmm. has sustained us miraculously. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. What, what is so beautiful is that if we take a step back and really look at all that has transpired, God is very much, very much real, very much alive. And oh, yeah. he is very much still a God of miracle signs and wonders. Oh, yeah. And you know, I, I tell people all the time, he shows him, he has shown himself strong on my behalf. That's right. So many times. And I mean, it was like when the doors, when people found out that they could come back and get their hair done after the pandemic, it was like folks were scared that it was going to shut yeah. down again. So it's like, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be I'm on point now. <laughs> in case it happens again. And, you know, people have, I mean, it, it's gotten so. I want to say uh, so good. I'll say it that way. That now I have like a VIP list that these people get to book first, and mm-hmm. then everybody. I mean, because it was just that. I mean, like my regulars could not get in. It was so many people booking, and I'm like, God, where are all these people coming from? And he's just, he's just faithful. And I can't say that it's because I'm so wonderful. I mean, yeah. I'm just doing what he has allowed me to do, and. You know, even when I started out, I was doing some numbers the other day and, you know, I, I, I've i taken these tight curly classes and cutting classes and all these things. And I was just looking at it and like last year, I did maybe 20 washing goes mm-hmm. uh, t- 2019. And last year, 2020, I did like 150 of them. And it's like, okay, God. Look, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. But because that's what I love to do. And it was like, when I when I was branching out to go fly to Atlanta by myself and take this class, and it's like, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna really want this. And then I got people that come in every two weeks just to get that. And so it's like, he keeps making a way and keeps opening doors. And you know, it's like, if you're willing to do the work, I'm willing to provide the people. And, you know, I have just been, I've been blown away. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said for trusting God. Oh, yeah. Um, He has, like we've said countless times, shown himself faithful and we are not worthy. Um, We are just. I used to, 
there was a, a Tosh tribute song, um, and it used to be the theme for Team Murphy. It was it. I have no other choice but to trust you. That's right. I tell people I have no other option. Yeah. Because people show ain't gonna be faithful. That's so right. I got to stick with him. That's right. And the that, one that's that all is changing, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going right. to lean on him at any given moment because, like you said, people are fickle. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, this has been really good. I'm trying to see. Okay. So, we've done all this talk about faith. What has been your greatest lessons? If we haven't already touched on them, what has been your greatest lessons? One, as a sweet owner, but also now as a brick and mortar salon owner, and I just gotta throw it out there again in a pandemic. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I think the biggest lesson for me has really been to to just actually do it. There's a lot of things that I think of. And there's a lot of things, you know, I'm a really background type person. I don't like to be in the front. I don't like to be in the spotlight. And it's like, okay, you just need to do it. You just, and there are things that I want to do. And it's like, oh, but folks ain't gonna really, then like, just do it. Just quit worrying about what everybody gonna think. Quit worrying about this and that. And just do it. Just take the step. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every time I've taken the step, God is coming, blowing my mind, but it's like, you know, he almost got to push me off the ledge to get me to do it. That's the thing, just just to, to take the step. I have been for probably a year and a half been talking about doing a website and it's like, okay, just do the website. And it's like, yeah, I don't have time. My husband literally builds websites. It's like, all you gotta do is slow down long enough to do it. And it's like, just take take the next step yeah. to do the next thing and I am a my husband says I have a hard time making decisions and I do and it's because like what if I do this and I, I'm an overthinker and what if I do this and then this happens and then this and it's like just take the step mm-hmm. it's you know it's like the person is like I can't let go of the rope because mm-hmm. I'm gonna fall I'm gonna hurt myself and it's like the ground right there you just right let there, it go just stand up. Yeah. yeah so that is what I, I really learned um just, just to take the step and and to trust, to trust that you know what you're doing. You know, you tell me all the time, I'll send you a picture of a style I've done and you're like, oh, it looks so good. And I'm like, okay, thank you. It's like, <laughs> trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you're doing, do it. Absolutely. And so that, that has really been the biggest thing. And then also not selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is really easy to undercut yourself when it comes to prices and people taking advantage of your kindness when it comes to these things. You Absolutely. know, you book one appointment and you throw in a trim and don't want to pay for it, you know, mm-hmm. those type things. And so I still, my prices still aren't where they need to be. Um, but, you know, it's baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. Baby you know steps. how I am about them prices. <laughs> Listen, you and a lot of more people that I talk to. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, oh, you know, you can't. And, you know, somebody told me I was in my class in Atlanta. They said, stop worrying about other people's pockets. Either they can yeah. pay it or they won't. That's right. So your job is to put your price out there to know your worth. Either they going to pay it or they not. Or they're not. With all that has been said, 
um, what would be your message to that individual who is considering launching in a pandemic? Look at that face. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My message to somebody considering launching, I would say count up the cost. Because even though I did launch, I had to know what I could afford to do. Yeah. Now, um, you know, yes, the income tripled towards the end, but I still had to make sure I was going to be able to pay the electric bill. Make sure I was going to be, you know, I had to make sure I was going to be able to pay these bills before I got out there. So count up the cost and you know, if you can do it and do a little sacrifice to get it done, it's gonna pay off in the end. Yeah. And the the sacrifice pays off. My husband used to say long time ago, and it stuck with me forever. He said, What if you had to suffer for a year to get everything you wanted for the rest of your life? Would mm. you suffer? Mm. Yeah. And so it's like if I can sacrifice for this little bit of time to put me in a place of where I want to be forever, I can do that. Let me do it. But yeah, yeah. let me do it. So count the cost just to make sure that you can do it. Because what you don't want to do is jump out there and now you put more of a burden on yeah. your family. And, those, and that was something that I really had to, it's like, you know, am I going to have to take money from the house in order to pay bills and those type things? And that's not something that I wanted to do. Um, but when I re- sat down and a lot of times we as stylists don't sit down and look at our numbers. Right. Um, we just kind of just go with the flow and anybody knows me, I am a pen and paper type person. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down and I looked at, you know, well, this is what I'm paying for this and this is what I'm paying for this. And this is what I got left. Well, what I have left, I could actually could be paying some rent and I could be paying some this and I could be paying some that. And I thought I was going to have to do a lot more sacrificing than I did. But when I looked at the numbers, it was like, oh, girl, you're doing better than you thought she was doing. Right. And so, you know, just just take the time to look at the information and look at the numbers and see where you can can move some things and then see also where you can add income. Because I wasn't mm-hmm. retailing in the salon. And I certainly, I was, but I wasn't pushing it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh these products right here right here this is what right i here. use right here and yes you don't have to get them and yes you can use what you want to but i guarantee you're gonna do better if you do these right here and right. so find those alternative revenue things mm-hmm. you know i was uh listening to somebody talk and she during the pandemic only worked like two two to three days a week and she she was in like five figures in a month in wow. a pandemic and it's like huh how you do that mm-hmm. but she came up with alternative methods of making money so you know you can do classes online classes you can offer one-on-one services there are things that we can do to make more money mm-hmm. um but you just got to be willing to to count up that cost and then be willing to step out and do it so yeah you know don't Second guess yourself. This is what you're feeling like you want to do, and you can do it with minimal sacrifice. I say do it and watch out with it. And pay your tithes. I'm sorry. 
pay your tithes. <laughs> listen, I love that plug at the end and pay your tithes. Listen, yeah. listen. <laughs> he is he is faithful. To give exceedingly and abundantly above all I can ask or even think. Yeah. Shall me and pour into my bosom. Amen. Let <laughs> <laughs> them poor Lord, because I'm finna, I'm sure finna give it. Yeah and, yeah. and so, and you know, and that's, I mean, I ain't did nothing different. I pay my yeah. tithes every week. Every single week, I pay my tithes. All, all yeah. my kids and everything else. Yeah. You know, I try to be, I try to be faithful to God because God is faithful to me. Amen. And that's really good. I hope that someone has uh, really learned from this. Um, you dropped some jewels. Yes, this has been a true blessing. Um, anybody who is out there considering Take the Leap, one thing that I will also add is um, while the world um, takes the leap differently where people are walking away from their jobs now if you're mm -hmm. called to that do that um, right but one thing that i'm a huge advocate of is doing it and doing that job i always tell my husband that job is the avenue to be able to do what you love right. it helps you afford until right. what you love to do can afford everything else so right. be absolutely. wise. Yes, absolutely. Be absolutely. wise. Um, be wise. Exercise wisdom. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, and listen to God. Follow God. Um, through this whole podcast, if you really just dissect some of the stuff that Angela said, it was a faith walk from the very beginning. And faith walk also requires us to have our ear that is fine-tuned to the voice of God. And so faith a faith walk will also require us to know God, um, to commune with him and fellowship with him so that we can fine tune our, our, our ear to his voice. So um, if nothing else, also get to know him, get mm -hmm. to know him um, so that you can know who you're following and who is ordering your steps um, regardless because right. faith, um, we know again, it, it requires us to walk not by sight, but, but by faith um, and, and just be able to listen to what God is telling us. So get to know him. Let me, if you don't let know, me add one more thing in there. Get to know him. Please get to know him and know what he says about you and how he feels about you. And then also find you somebody to mentor you. Um, I know it's hard for us to like reach out to people and be like, hey, I want to, but there are people that are out there that will mentor you and that will talk to you. I didn't know Marquita mm -hmm. from anybody else in this world. Never mm -hmm. met her. Didn't follow her on Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. either. But I understood that I needed somebody where in the industry that was doing what I wanted to do to model mm -hmm. that for me. So build those relationships, network with people. You know, my husband fusses all the time because we'll go to things and I'm like, you know, you need to be over there talking. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it was so crazy. I used to do a lot with Obia Naturals. I retail their products. You know, when she had her celebration in Dallas, she I got a personal invitation to come. And I sat two tables over from 
the head table and we were in this mm -hmm. big fancy room and all this stuff. And so I had a, I ended up getting a client because a client was trying to get some products from them and Obia gave them my name. They don't live wow. in Texarkana, but, and they live about, I don't know, about an hour away, but she gave, and so build those relationships and those yeah. networks. There are stylists that I am quote unquote friends with, but it's, it's simply because we interact on social media. And so I be calling yeah. their names like, you know, we real good friends. <laughs> and my husband be like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a But we talk to each other and we, we glean off of each other. So build those relationships with people who are in the same industry as you. Not everybody wants to be in competition. Yeah. Only person and I'm in competition with is myself. That's right. Because I want to be and better don't than get I was discouraged. Right. That's right. Your only competition should be yourself. And don't right. get discouraged if you reach out to someone and they shut you down. Everybody is right. not going to um nope. I, i'm gonna be real honest it takes a different it takes a certain kind of heart um right. to welcome people into our space and and into our industry where we should be competitors and to not see competition it takes a special kind right. of heart so keep seeking keep seeking right if somebody wants to charge you for a class or some of that sometimes you got to invest in those things yeah um because this is our intellectual property that That's we right. are giving and so you know how bad do you really want it are you willing to pay mm -hmm. for a class to get that information now i'm not saying pay to be a mentee and all this kind of stuff that's up mm -hmm. to you but there are some good classes out there there are some good networks out there that you know you can be a part of and you can pay because i have one that i pay to be a part of and i get a lots of information lot. from it but that's a yeah. sacrifice that i had to make um yeah. to do so you know don't necessarily be intimidated if somebody's like oh well this this one-on-one -on -one session is going to cost you such and such yeah. amount of money well you need to know the skill so be that's willing right to, so you know invest in yourself it takes a broadened mind we yeah. have to broaden our minds especially as african americans we 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 allow our familiarity because of our skin color to um cause us to think that we are we deserve something from one another yeah but um we need to broaden our minds and pay for what we need or ask yep. for what you need yep. um yep. if you can get it get it if you can pay for it pay for it however right. you get what it is that you need to get where you're going do it right um and and i can say like in cosmetology school not only was i in cosmetology school but i was also taking um what's the name essence radiance her online, online class at the same time learning how to do things and so i've always been willing to invest in my education to be mm -hmm. the best stylist that i can be and so you have there has to be some sacrifices there has to be some investing mm -hmm. um in you that's the only way you're going to get better you know i just took a lot class a couple weeks ago and right before the pandemic i was coming to houston to take a lot class mm -hmm. it, it's because i'm willing to invest in um in education for myself because yeah. there there is nothing like an uneducated side that's it, right it, 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 it ain't nothing like it. and this industry is continuously changing so you have yeah. to stay on top of it you have to constantly be evolving you have to constantly be aware of what's happening i'm not saying you yeah. have to jump on every trend 
but be aware, um, especially um, in order to be able to provide your your clients with the healthiest hair services. You know, and the clients they be they be on top of them trends, and so you need to know what the trend is, so you can say no, that's not what we need to do, or yes, that is something that will be productive for you. But if you don't know anything, it's just like I always. Um, try to go down the hair care aisle. So when somebody comes in, they be like, "Oh, you know, it's in that purple bottle." You know, yeah, you can call it off. You can call it off. But if we don't know what the consumer is doing or has access to, mm-hmm. then Absolutely. we are we're behind the ball. That calls us to be researchers. We have to be researchers, yeah. and that's for yeah. anybody, not just hairstylists. Yeah. You should be a natural born student of your industry student yeah. of your area of focus learn and learn consistently um yeah. and that will project your your business project project yeah. your and get them pockets fatter <laughs> get them tripling in income in a pandemic do you hear what i'm saying <laughs> good this is this this enriched me greatly um thank you thank you and so i definitely appreciate you accepting the call to come on i know it ain't necessarily invitation yes i know it's not necessarily your speed to kind of be in the front and you know what this is what's crazy about it so i was telling my therapist i said oh i got this podcast i gotta do and he was like oh so this is the first time you're gonna be interviewed and i was like well, not really, because really. I, I usually do radio and TV interviews and stuff. He was like, well, why are you acting like you don't want to be in front of folks? I was like, I didn't say I can't. I said it's I just like, to. yes, exactly. But and I, hey, so, I was interviewing people in fifth grade, so I can talk all that. <laughs> right, exactly. And hence the, the industry you're in, because it definitely requires right. you to be able to hold a conversation. Yeah, um, yes. but this has been amazing. I can't wait to go back and listen to and, and record some of these jewels that was dropped oh, because, well, thank you. Thank you. you know, you done enriched my mind greatly <laughs> on today. <laughs> oh, well, I so appreciate the invitation. Um, I don't take it lightly at all. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, it's always very humbling when somebody sees your work and they are willing to give the compliment, um, you know, doing a good job or, you know, I'm inspired by you or something like that. So yeah. I, I appreciate it. So much. Not only am I inspired, since you are killing it. Just saying, <laughs> you're killing it. You're killing it. Well, thanks. you know what? If I do a whole lot better if I post all these pictures that I take, which, you know, <laughs> social media, I'm a... I see it every two, three days. I'm like, like. Listen, listen. <laughs> That's all right. My da- I'm going to let my daughter be my content, my social media manager. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I can get some more information out there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, um, I wish you the absolute best. I'm always well, praying for great success. I can't wait to hear this journey of <laughs> going full time. You already know I was going to plug that in there. I knew you were going to. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that because I know that the Lord is doing doing mighty things. He's he's working mightily in, in your life and there is a, with great purpose for that. Oh, and so um, I can't wait to hear and see 
it's been a blessing to just be able to watch you implement the education that you've received from so many people um, to be able to in, implement it in your business and be able to grow by leaps and bounds. Um, there is something to really be said about that. Um, mm -hmm. And it speaks to the discipline that you have taken by the reins and really, you know, honed in um, and made it a part of your business, which is very important when being a business owner, having yeah. that discipline. And so I am oh, in yeah. awe of you, sis. Um, and um, I greatly appreciate you for being on today and I can't wait to see what else God does. I'm just going to be waiting for my picture every two, three weeks. I mean, every two, three days on social media to see what God has done. <laughs> we do appreciate you and we love you and we love y'all. And um, we look forward to seeing what God has done. Tell the people where they can find you. Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Facebook. It's uh, naturally sweet hair boutique yeah naturally sweet hair boutique and then on instagram it is underscore angel p and you can find me there website coming soon hopefully by the time you get this edited i'll have at least the domain name that kind of yeah. stuff done um but follow me on uh, your social media platforms and uh yeah Thank you for tuning in. We hope this episode inspired, uplifted, and ignited a fire in you that pushes you deeper into purpose. Until next time, God bless.